I am at the dra I'm here at the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas. We're gonna be doing Z Prime on the grid here at start at ETS, our startup slash pilot pitch competition. And people are setting stuff up around me, so I should probably help them. Hello and welcome to Z Prime on the Grid, a show about issues concerning the energy industry. My name is Dylan Lockwood, and if I sound a little different this week, it's because I have a cold. Uh, we were working hard at Start at ETS this past week, and I must have picked something up from that city air. Uh, joining me, as always, Christine and Aaron. How are you doing today, Christine? I'm good. How are you, Dylan? I, I'm wondering if that cold maybe was attributed to all that that guacamole you ate yesterday. It could be. There could have been some germs in the guacamole. I indulged heavily. <laughs> How about you, Aaron? How are you doing this week? I was doing pretty well until you guys started acting like our Texas guacamole had something to do with Dylan's cold. <laughs> We're not sliding the guacamole. It was amazing. I'm just saying someone in the kitchen might have, you know, sneezed or not worn gloves that day. So last week we had our Start at ETS event. For those of you who don't know, Start at ETS is a competition where startups pitch pilots to our panel of judges who range from utilities, other solution providers, uh, regulators, all, all manner of people who come to uh, judge these projects. And all of them were great, but only one was able to walk away with the $5,000 in cash money prize, which is a great sentence. I actually think it was a giant check, Dylan. It was a giant check, which Carl said someone ran off with at some point. Yeah, our giant check was jacked after the launch party on Rainy Street, and apparently the giant check had a full night out on Rainy Street. It was um, the star of a few photo ops. I think there's some videos of the giant check out partying on Rainy Street, so maybe... Maybe those will surface sometime soon. While we were at Start, uh, I had an opportunity to talk to some of the judges and also some of the organizers within Z Prime about the importance of the event and sort of what startups can do for the energy industry. And I think that was demonstrated both in the statements and in the event itself. Uh, I'm here with Jason Rodriguez, who's our Z Prime CEO. You ready for Start, Jason? Yes, sir. Ready to kick it off. Looking forward to it. Uh, so just quickly, what is Start at ETS? Start at ETS is a pilot pitch contest hosted by Z Prime, Austin Energy, and Austin Technology Incubator. And the goal is to bring new ideas, real-world solutions to the table uh, to foster innovation in clean tech sector, uh, smart cities, and within utilities. And uh, we're announcing the winner today. Who are the finalists? Five exciting companies, uh, Data Capable, EV Match, Grid 2020, Omega Grid and Yoda Solar. Why why do we put on this competition? What are we what are we hoping to get out of it? Great question. I think what what I've been telling folks about Start is it's it's the place where we can sort of reimagine how we both produce and consume energy and we can start to introduce ourselves to new ideas and new companies who just have a different approach on how to solve a lot of these issues facing the industry. And we want to bring those ideas forward and put them in front of the some of the biggest uh, utilities in, in the nation 
uh, that we have as as judges and we think that's a very important piece of the puzzle and that's the role we really play of bringing those parties together new ideas mixed with some of the most innovative energy companies in the u.s uh, that's what we're hoping to get out of it, and obviously the competitors are hoping to get that $5,000 prize. So, uh, but what about our attendees and utility folks who are paying attention? What are we hoping that they get out of this at the end of the day? Yeah, for both attendees and, and utilities, we hope they can identify new ways to approach problems. I mean, it sounds simple enough, but sometimes it becomes very hard in highly regulated industries. And for attendees, we want them to network. We want them to speak with our experts. We want them to speak with, with the, the startups and listen how they're approaching, approaching some of these problems and challenges we're having. Uh, and, and that's what we want to do. I also got to talk to some of the judges while they were eating lunch. Hello, I'm Nancy Bowie Thompson. I'm an elected board member at the Sacramento Municipal Utility District in Sacramento, California, also known as SMUD. Mark Sanders, I'm with Austin Technology Incubator. I'm Jessica Hamm with Duke Energy. I'm Michael Britt with Southern Company. So I'm Carl Popham, head chef, Austin Energy. I was curious about why they wanted to be judges, what they hoped to get out of the event, so I asked them around the lunch table. What I find is uh, participating in startup and pitch events, it, you kind of get a step back from your, your daily and your operations, the utility is thinking, and keep your finger on the pulse of uh, the innovation that's going on from our startup community. So uh, I always like to keep my eyes open uh, to see what's coming down the pipeline and also to see if there is a real solution that we can use at the utility. I think it's really important to um, bring together people from different backgrounds and different perspectives. So being a judge at Startup ETS was an exciting opportunity for me. Being a policymaker at a utility, we oftentimes um, get pitched uh, various products and services, but it's nice to be a part of a pitch right from uh, the start. We felt like there was an opportunity to um, really work with those companies in terms of deployment and it's finding the way technology gets into the business model of the regulated utility for oil and gas. So, but what are these judges looking for? What really appeals to them in a pilot project? Uh, so we always love seeing, getting firsthand viewing of the new technologies, especially around the city, city of Austin. So we do a lot of stuff around smart cities. Uh, and this program in particular is geared towards you know, things that are gonna address those issues. Uh, so by the time we get to a pilot, we've usually already spent a good bit of time with the company or the technology to understand what the potential impact could be to our business. So a lot of it is validating what maybe assumptions are, understanding if the technology really works as intended, and then trying to see how the business model would actually fit uh, within Duke Energy and our various kind of subsidiaries. So it's a lot of learnings, um, but it's usually a great way to kind of take that next step forward. What I look for in a pilot is one, one that can be done from, uh, actually implemented from regulatory point of view, like that's screen number one. Um, I'm less interested, frankly, about technology and more interested about how users might interact with that technology. What's the, what's the ultimate benefit or the value of the technology? Technology is pretty cheap and ubiquitous and easy to, uh, unless it's something really special, uh, easy to work around or make something similar but if you get the right utility partner that can help you implement it and create value that's that's the most important thing
I look for um, a pilot that can move the needle in what we're doing. So it's either from a customer base, uh, retail side, consumer side, or in the commercial space. Um, we see a lot of pilots now that are offshoots of what we're already doing. You know, when we move forward, we really want to find the next big thing that can change the way that our customers interact with um, us, the utility, or interact with each other. So even though they may have been looking for different specific technologies, it was very clear that they were all there because they believed in the power of startups. I think the the important of startups is to get different perspectives and more agile organization, uh, spending time on the research and development and commercialization. Uh, utilities' traditional strength is around uh, safety and reliability and providing that electric service, which here at Austin Energy, we've been doing since 1895, so it's a different perspective. So having smaller teams with that agile mindset focusing on a new innovative approach, product or service, is very important to us so we can integrate that smart thinking into the utility as we move forward. They are really a primary source of um, new thought, new direction, which I think if we all sit in a room and try and figure out something working on the same solution sets we've had for 20 years, we're unlikely to be able to come up with the solutions the, com uh, the company needs or the in industry needs uh, without vectors like startups bringing in new thought, new direction, new technology, and how to adapt evolving technology more rapidly than we can. In the energy industry, I think oftentimes we get stuck in what we know, what we've already done before, and how to just improve the wheel. Um, startups are important because it is bringing new perspectives and people that aren't typically in the energy or utility space and that we can open our eyes and, and move a little faster. We're always known as very cautious and um, and very slow at implementing um, projects or programs. And so being open to the startup uh, concept is new for a lot of utilities. And so I'm excited to see um, what, uh, what these entrepreneurs are bringing to our industry. It was an interesting day with many intriguing presentations and technologies on display, from a high-end data analytics system for social media to a peer-to-peer -peer electric vehicle charging network, along with many other innovative ideas. However, the judges could only choose one, and they selected Grid 2020 and their innovative smart transformer technology that allows utilities to get access to real-time data points from transformers that they previously didn't have access to. So a big congratulations to Grid 2020, and a big thank you to all of our participants, our judges, our volunteers, our sponsors, and of course our attendees who all made this possible. And now, back to Christine and Aaron. So, uh, Aaron, what did you take away from from the event and from uh, the things we heard from the judges? I think there were a few um, themes that were reoccurring throughout the day. Um, one of them being just the difficulty of navigating the entrance um, entrance into the utility industry. So, really, access to that market for these startups. Um, that, that's one of the main barriers uh, when it comes to startups and their solutions for utilities is how do you get access um, to that market in the first place? And then the second theme that I noticed were um, our judges were really looking for solutions that were scalable. Um, so not just a one-time thing that's probably going to get stuck in a pilot phase, um, but something that's actually 
can be scaled and implemented into utility operations. And I think one thing that would lead to that is just the changing utility industry and the need to have a new business model that addresses different challenges. So utilities are looking at solutions that can help build that new business model. So they can't take a risk with um, taking a, a an idea from a startup that's going to get stuck in pilot. Um, there's really a need for a dramatic change. So they need to find a solution that's going to scale um, and be adaptable for, for the whole organization um, and, and for long-term operations moving forward. So uh, Christine, how did you feel coming out of the event? Um, I, I thought it was a really interesting event. We, we talk a lot about strategies and, and ideas and, and what's next with energy. Um, through our research work, as well as our flagship event, which will be ETS 18 here in March. But I really enjoyed this event because we had an opportunity to, you know, see some of these ideas put into action. For example, uh, one of the, the competitors was an organization called EV Match. And EV Match really um, was essentially like an Airbnb model for electric vehicles. So, um, you know, electric vehicle owners could share, you know, where they had a charger available um, and people with electric vehicles could be connected directly with those um, people who have chargers. And so that's something that doesn't necessarily involve utilities, but it still relates to electricity. So it was interesting to see those those differences and, you know, who really is driving that innovation within the industry. Christine, uh, Michael Britt with Southern Company actually said something similar to that. The value of startups are that they're a primary source for just new thought and new direction. I think he says, you know, we've been sitting around in a room with the same people for 20 years. We need to have someone who has new thoughts um, and can bring new direction uh, to the utility. And that's what the startup's job is. Yeah, and I think it's it's. That's definitely a great, great point. Uh, just to see those those new ideas, and with the with the situation with EV Match, um, you know, and kind of their ability to work, you know, without a utility company. I mean, it's a new opportunity, right? Where um, a utility could say, "Hey, we want to help facilitate that, or we want to help make that happen." Um, but I think sometimes there's still that, you know, that disconnect um, with the utility mindset and what they've traditionally done, and then all of these new opportunities that are available to them. How do we really bring those, those together uh, to, to make some ha something happen and, and to you know, maybe introduce some new business models? We had these kinds of technologies that were trying to change the model, change the way that customers interact with the utility, sometimes in terms of electric vehicles or in terms of their own generation or the way that uh, utilities interact with customers in regards to that, uh, uh, you know, social media analytics sort of thing. Although that was also kind of a, a, a data thing. But what ended up being the winner was something, was a technology, I mean, an amazing technology uh, that Grid 2020 is basically cornering a market on. Uh, of, with the smart transformer, which no one else is really doing, but what it is is it's just uh, ultimately it cuts co it cuts costs for utilities, and they can you and they can utilize the data. They can probably sell it, sell it as well. So, are utilities really looking for 
big new ideas or are they really just looking for gadgets that can help them do what they're currently doing, but just more efficiently? Doesn't that fly in the face of this notion that the current model isn't sustainable? I mean, I think it's something that that any organization, even beyond utilities, wrestles with, where you have maybe a department that's that's responsible for, you know, certain types of assets or a certain business process, and you know they see that in and out every day. Um, and people come in with point solutions, and they say, "Oh, yeah, you know, we can we can fix this issue. We can fix this really big pain point you have." Um, but then a lot of times those solutions don't necessarily consider that that bigger picture. And that bigger picture is a really hard conversation to have, right? Um, I mean, you're talking about not only changing a, a department, which you know people wrestle with that every day uh, in, in, in their work. You're, you're talking about you know, fundamentally changing you know, what businesses even operate in this industry and what the industry looks like, which is, which is much harder to, to grasp. Um, so I think there's that that interest in in looking at things that are that are all encompassing and very transformational. But then there's also you know a thing where people gravitate towards those things that they know and understand better. Um, and and oftentimes those point solutions be- can become very appealing because they can help you you know really address something and and take care of something um, that's been a pain point when you know it's it's harder to look longer term. And and kind of think about these these bigger changes that are going on, right? I think I, I agree with you, Christine. I wouldn't go as far to say that utilities aren't looking for um, you know transformational technologies that completely change the business model. Um, I think that these point to point solutions um, they create the most realizable circumstances for the utilities currently. Um, it's just hard given the amount of solutions and different technologies out there for utilities to really take time to evaluate um, what does this technology mean and how transformational can it be? And then on top of that, how complex is this technology? Um, One thing that was stressed from the judges and some advice that was actually given from our previous winner um, was your solution needs to be simple. Um, Don't create this incredibly complex technology and then go to the utility and say, hey, implement this. Um, You need to create something that's simple that the utility can work with and again, scale with and then implement um, across the organization. Yeah. So I think what's cool about Start at ETS is that because we had such a different array of potential pilots in different companies, it sort of was able to give us a sort of microcosm about how different people around the energy industry have different uh, expectations, different levels of faith in current technologies, but also what the promise is for future technologies, even if the logistics aren't all in place yet. It goes to show there's a lot that can be done in the current space, and there's still a lot of space yet to explore. And that's why I think that this event was really eye-opening from both a perspective as a newbie in the energy industry, but also just uh, for exploring unexplored space in this industry. Okay, so my final question, why do you think Grid 2020 is Project One? They definitely had um, some great theatrics to, to begin with. I mean, they had a giant transformer uh, with with large sticks uh, coming out of it. I mean, I felt like I was kind of on the prices right um, while they were doing it. They were pulling 
um, you know, cards out and, and doing all sorts of fun stuff. So, I mean, they, they definitely had that down. Uh, but beyond that and, and really looking at the technology itself, I, I mean, like we talked about, they're really solving a problem that's, that's, that's a big problem for utilities, understanding what's going on with their transformers at the distribution level. And there are smart transformers out there, but utilities can't go out and replace all those, those transformers right away. So to have this solution where you can hook up something very simply to existing transformers um, and start, you know, better monitoring them and understanding them. I mean, that's huge for utilities. Yeah, I, I definitely think the theatrics, uh, more extra um, bonus points. But yeah, like Christine, you mentioned there are some smart transformers, but utilities can't go replace them all. And so their product was something that um, you can fashion to the transformer and he um one of the co-presenters he did it in about what, like 30 seconds he he put the product on their um, propped transformer and it was quick and then the second thing is they really were priding their solution on being low tech which seems uh, kind of ironic given the current state of the industry um, one of the judges asked them if there was the capability to um, kind of put automation into that device um, and they said that they purposely didn't build that sort of capability in the device for cybersecurity purposes. However, they did build the device um, on the same kind of code standard that utilities are using. So if the utility really wanted to put um, that sort of automation in the device, it was that was a possibility. So I think that really goes back to just, you know, the scalability and usability of the product um, on the utilities end, just making sure they used that um, data standard so that the utility can take it and customize the product in a way that best suits them. So I think that's really um, one thing that played into them winning the competition. Yeah, well, they definitely had a really strong solution and uh, congratulations to them. And to all of the wonderful pilots that were pitched at start at ETS, there's clearly no shortage of great ideas coming from startups in the energy industry. Uh, and with that, we'll say goodbye. I would like to thank my co-hosts, uh, Christine and Aaron. Aaron, you should go first. And I'll I'll just add on to what you say. What? Christine, isn't it supposed to be the reverse? You're my boss. I'm just supposed to add on to what you say. Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, um, I, I think I just really enjoyed starting ETS, um, you know, networking, seeing these new solutions, seeing different people be passionate about the transformation in the energy industry. So I'm happy we got to regroup and talk about it today. Christine, you get your sign off now. Um. You can follow Christine on Instagram now. Um, I know that you guys love to listen to Christine and I go back and forth on the podcast. So if you would like to do that on yet another platform, uh, go ahead and follow her on Instagram at H Christine Richards. Um, I'm on there as Ern Hardick and Dylan, are, are you on Instagram? I'm not on Instagram. My life is not interesting enough to Instagram. You can see Aaron's, um, tier of food that she received at our, our ETS committee meeting uh, yesterday. Um, it was impressive. She ordered six eggs, six pieces of bacon, and six tortillas. Uh, but actually, that, that committee meeting was great 
um, you know, we're looking forward to to ETS 18 and, and really getting some of these conversations going. So definitely be on the lookout. Uh, we are we are starting to put out more information around ETS 18 and, and expect to see some good updates soon. It always comes back to food. But that, yeah, that's that's my HR there, Christine. If you want to find out more about our research, visit etsinsights.com. If you're interested in finding out more about ETS 18 in March, you can go to ETS 18, that's ETS 18.co. Registration's still open all the way up through March. We're also on Twitter at Z Prime Research and at ETS Conference. The three of us are on are on there under our names at H Christine, at Aaron Hardick, and at D Y Lockwood. Uh, my name's Dylan, and we'll see you next time.